Hey, y'all. Welcome to Recharting Your Life with Hope. I'm your host, Hope Cook. I created this podcast to help women who have amazing careers on paper and yet something is missing. You're feeling out of alignment or directionless. Maybe you're no longer motivated or excited about how you spend your days. On top of all that, I'm guessing you feel guilty because you're not more grateful for your job. And maybe you even wonder how you can possibly keep going doing this for another 10, 15, or 20 years when you can barely make it through Wednesday. Let me tell you, I've been there. After 20 years with a rewarding career as a physician assistant, I could not figure out what was wrong with me. I felt pulled in a new direction, but didn't know what that was. A series of books and conversations led me to a life-changing decision to cut way back on my day job and become a life coach. My passion became helping other women figure out what it is they want to do and map out a path to get there. So listen weekly for tips and tools you can use to chart your own journey. Welcome to season three, everybody. I'm so excited to be back. It really helped me to take a break during the summer and I honestly was not sure, y'all, if I was going to come back and do the podcast. I was just feeling a little burned out, and it did me so much good to take a break and to not put the pressure on myself that I had to do it. I sort of left it open to I'm using this period as a discernment period. And what I ultimately decided was I love to teach. I really do. And um, so this podcast will be a way to teach y'all tools that I teach my clients and also tools that I've used myself. Um, I also decided I'm not going to interview people right now. Not saying I never will, but right now I'm just going to focus on this part of it. It's going to make my life a little easier because, you know, arranging all that is a lot of work. But let me know what you think. If you really, really miss um, hearing from guests, then please DM me or send me an email at hope.cook at gmail.com. And I so appreciate y'all listening. Hey, y'all. It's so good to be back. All right. If you haven't subscribed, click on the button on your phone that says subscribe so that you'll get week get weekly episodes. And these are not going to be as long as my interviews. These are going to be like 20 minutes or less. Um, and I promise you'll get something out of it. You're basically getting free coaching. So what do you have to lose? All right. So today is on feeling. It's like emotional constipation. Um, I have been running into this with so many clients and a little bit with myself. I thought I had learned this lesson, but apparently when you're in earth school, you get um, sort of detained until you learn the lesson completely. And then every now and then you get a pop quiz on it just to make sure you really learn the lesson. So if you are a non-feeler, I bet at some point in your childhood, you learned it was safer not to feel mad, sad, worried, or hurt. So if you were like me, maybe you grew up with um, a certain language, like they would say, you better toughen up, you better be strong, man up. We didn't have man up because we had three girls in the family. Um, My family used buck up, you better buck up. In fact, when I moved away to UGA, huge campus from a small town, I was about 19, I got horribly homesick. I was crying every day. I 
looked like skin and bones. I think I was under 100 pounds. I was miserable. Um, I just, I cried every single day. And my parents even came up on a mountain trip, like to pick me up on the way. And I remember sobbing in the car on the way home and begging them not to drop me off. So my dad wrote me a letter um, and I remember the sentence that sort of summed it up in a nice little like caregiving package. You just have to buck up. So I did. I bucked up. I got a job. I signed up to volunteer with adopted grandparent. Got a little old lady as my um, surrogate grandmother. I met this cute guy who later became my husband and those words became ingrained in me. And I'm sure I heard them as a kid too, but they became like my inner critic's mantra. Buck up, sister. Buck up. You don't have time to cry. Years later, when we moved 2,000 miles from home, we didn't know anybody. I was scared. I didn't have a job or at least not a good paying job. And I was lonely. And I just told myself, girl, you need to buck up. And I did. I joined a knitting group. Again, old ladies, I'm seeing a theme here. Uh, went started going to the local library. I found myself a lot of temporary jobs. Just like no time to wallow, you gotta buck up. Another um, thing from my childhood that my dad would say whenever we would start crying after we got punished, like we would get spanked and he would say, I'll give you something to cry about. Dry those tears up. And I remember the first time I, I consciously like took in his words, I must have been like three or four, and I thought, is he going to give me something? Like, is there a gift involved? But I was confused because his voice was so angry and annoyed. And anyway, he was going to give me something, but it was not a gift. <laughs> so I quickly learned that he meant he was going to spank me if I didn't stop the tears and the sobs. And he was a good dad. But he had grown up with farming parents who had no sympathy or patience for crying or wallowing. I think I've only seen him cry once. There was also, I was talking to a friend about this the other day, a commercial in the 80s. And it was an antiperspirant commercial. And it showed this female executive power posing with her big old shoulder pads and her tall hair. And the commercial... Um, it portrayed her in like this high pressure situation, excuse me, situation. And the tagline was, never let them see you sweat. And as silly as this sounds, I remember thinking this on numerous occasions as I entered my teen and tween years. I was like so nervous and anxious in new situations, especially if there were boys around. But I would say in my head, like I remember saying this, never let them see you sweat. And then I would fake confidence and not allow myself to feel what I was feeling, which was, I'm terrified. So after years of like reading self-help books and going to therapy, I started getting better about sharing my feelings. Um, this book called Making Marriage Simple and our marriage therapist taught me that I was sort of an emotional turtle. I would climb into my shell when things got heated or even just uncomfortable. I did not like loud voices. Um, so by climbing into my shell, I was like showing that I believed negative emotions and feelings aren't safe. But the visual of like a turtle climbing into her shell helped me to 
um, start having hard conversations, like with my husband, like whenever we would disagree. Instead of just shutting down, I would force myself to say, here's what I'm feeling. Um, but life coaching helped me go behind the scenes and figure out what the thoughts were that were causing the feelings. Because, and this sounds so like, duh, but your thoughts are what create your feelings. And your thoughts are not true. They're made up. I mean, every now and then maybe they're true, but for the most part, they're not even true. So I learned um, little tools like, I notice I'm having the thought that you think I'm an idiot. Or I'm having the thought that he's a mean jerk for raising his voice. But I also learned to say to myself, I'm safe. It is safe to feel frustrated. It's safe to feel nervous. There's the kitty cat. Kitty cat saying it's safe to feel frustrated about no food. Um, one of my clients had a really, she still has a really hard time with her feelings. Because a lot of time during coaching, I'll say, okay, as you're describing this, what are you feeling in your body? And she just kind of gives me this blank look, like, what do you mean? What am I feeling in my body? And so we've learned to say, you know, like, I feel tight in my throat. I feel pressure in my stomach. Um, I just got this message from a different client today. Two yucky days at work. I will practice noticing my thoughts. I'll try not to get so frustrated or cry. If I can do that today, victory. And I was like, no, no, you need to like allow yourself to feel frustrated. And yeah, it may be inconvenient to cry at work, but it's safe to cry. You know, if you have to go in a bathroom, if you stuff those emotions inside y'all, they get, um, they, they turn toxic. They really do. You, in yoga, we say you hold issues in your tissues, and that is not an exaggeration. Your body will let you know in subtle ways. Um, it may start with like a stiff neck or uh, laryngitis or a tummy just feels kind of uneasy. And if you ignore it, it will get worse. A lot of patients, I mean, clients have um, chronic pain or em chronic emotional pain like anxiety or, anxiety or depression. So that is why it's important to learn to feel your feelings. Here are some ways you can feel your feelings. All right, so the first thing is you have to like visualize yourself climbing back inside your body because right now you are not in your body. You are you are in your head or you're somewhere else. So you climb back inside your body by focusing on your breath or your pulse. Like some, I, I'm one of the pulse feelers. Um, I can like uh, focus on my wrist and I can feel my pulse there. Not everybody can do that, but you can put your hand on your chest and feel your heartbeat. That's another way to do it. Um, you can focus on a body part like the sole of your foot or the thumb pad. Anything that gets you back in your body will help. Number two, expand your vocabulary. I think it's Brene Brown that talks about this. Um, to really print this page, um, I think she has it on her website, with all these feeling words. And you, you get good at using those words to describe what you're feeling. Frustrated is not going to cut it once you start practicing this. You're going to feel irate. You're going to feel... Um, irked, annoyed, 
whatever, but you, you start learning new words that can perfectly describe how you are feeling. And with your kids, you can even start saying like, after they cry, burst into tears, you can say, it sounds like you're really scared about blah, blah, blah. Or it sounds like you're really worried about the first day of school tomorrow. And you may be wrong. Maybe they're not worried. Maybe they're um, more sad. So they will teach you how they're feeling, but you're going to help them, help them with that. Number three, use your new words when you're telling someone why you're behaving the way you did. And this will often be after the fact. So in the moment, you may not be able to say, I'm feeling extremely anxious because you're bringing up future things that I have no control about. Instead, you may have to wait until later and you can say like, I was scared. And in hindsight, I was scared. And um, the story in my head was that you weren't going to make it home safely when you didn't call me. Another way, number four, to um, feel your feelings is to do physical activities that force you to be in your body instead of in your brain. For me, yoga will do it. Um, running will do it. But I can't do it with a podcast going, so it's kind of tricky. If you have a podcast going, of course, that's what's taking up all your bandwidth. If you don't have a podcast or sound in your headphones, you're going to hear um, your heartbeat. You're going to hear your breath. You're going to hear all the nature noises. Number five is nature. So nature has a way of taking us out of our heads and back into our bodies. And this is, ties in with number six. Use your senses. So if you are sort of at a loss about what you feel, if I were to ask you right now, like, what do you feel in your body? And you're like, I don't know. One way to um, counteract that is to, like, use your senses. So look around you. Tell me how many red things you see and what they are. Tell me how many yellow things you see. What um, sounds do you hear? What does it feel like where you are? How does your bottom feel against the chair? Number seven, tell yourself it is safe. It's safe to feel sad. It is safe to cry and to laugh. It's safe to be upset about something without justifying it. Um, it took me a long time, especially with my daughter who has high emotions, very emotional. It to, and I'm still struggling with this, but it, when she is highly emotional, it triggers something in me and I have to tell myself, like, it is safe. She's, nothing bad is going to happen. You don't have to go in your turtle shell. It is safe. She's allowed, allowed to be really angry right now about going to bed. She's allowed to be super upset. And um, I'm teaching her through... Um, the help with the help of a therapist to identify her feelings so that she'll have just a little gap of time between her feelings and her reactions. Um, number eight, laughter and tears. So use books or movie to help movies to help you cry. Like Nicholas Sparks, anything he writes or any movie that's based on one of his books will make me sob. Um, watching American Idol recaps, I cry every time. Or laughing. We had a rough patch um, with uh, my husband's mood was pretty low last week. And we 
happened to turn on a Friends episode. This was, um, we were out of town because we don't have Friends on our TV, but it was on in the hotel. And so we used to watch that in the 90s. And we both laughed out loud. It felt so good. It was like taking a pill. Like it made the, the down mood just melt away. So I hope this has been helpful. If you have a friend or someone you know who has difficulty experiencing their emotions, share this episode with them. And come on over to coachhopecook.com and sign up for a coaching session, y'all. The first one is complimentary, so you don't have anything to lose. And I'd love to meet you. y'all for listening. It was so much fun talking to you today. All right. If you are ready to make some major changes in your life, if you're at the point where you are sick and tired of feeling stuck and directionless, and you really don't know what to do next or where to go, maybe it's time we had a little chat. So I have it set up on my website. You can schedule a free 30-minute discovery call, and we'll sit down and decide if we're a good fit. Maybe you'd prefer group coaching. Maybe you need one-on-one coaching, or maybe you just want to talk and and say hello. So go on over to my website. It's coachhopecook.com. That's H-O-P-E-C-O-O-K.com, and schedule the free discovery call. And I can't wait to talk to you. So See you next week, and hopefully I'll talk to some of you before that.